Welcome everybody, it's Nicola Burton for The Music Reel. Um, I'm from Music Means Business and today I have with me Manny Kiriakidis from the Pushworth Group and our very special guest today, Dr. Vinnie Monaco from the Saunders Centre in Connecticut in the US. Now a lot of you might remember Vinnie, he um, was in Australia until quite recently and Vinnie was a well-renowned MC and comedian in Southeast Queensland. So. Vinny, how are you going over there? I'm doing fantastic. You're doing fantastic. It's Even through the crisis. <laughs> Getting through the crisis. So we had you emceeing the Catson Street Festival for a number of years, and you emceed a number of other events in Southeast Queensland, and you were a very well-known comedian in Southeast Queensland as well. But your, um, I guess, the start that you had in the entertainment industry, you were a male stripper for many years. That's right. Well, it's actually how I put myself through, uh, through chiropractic college. There you go. So that worked very well, obviously. So then you were a comedian. You worked in the clubs in New York and then Las Vegas and then basically all over the world. Uh, but your main claim to fame is as a wellness coach. And you specialize mm. in you know, facilitating people through a whole series of health and wellness care. And today we're very grateful to you for staying up late to talk to us. Uh, we're going to talk about hecklers, the art of heckling, and we're going to be talking about, because we're all about what's going on in the music business, right? All the things that yeah. artists have to deal with every time they go out. And even though at the moment we're not, there's no live gigs, this is an opportunity for us to reimagine the music business and put some new strategies in place so that when we do eventually exit, we'll be able to, I guess, be able to handle things in a different way, perhaps. Maybe that's the wisdom of this COVID experience. So you are a man who I know who's had some pretty amazing experiences with hecklers. I mean, there's hecklers on stage, online, and also the heckler in your head. So oh, yeah. I thought you would be a great person to talk to our musos today, um, our artists today, to see um, how that you can turn a heckler into a super fan? So that's, a, that's actually the best question to ask for any artist when they're in it. And I would also say that the best thing to do is to prep beforehand so when there is a situation, you, you kind of already rehearsed it. So, I mean, you're rehearsing your, your, uh, your set list, you're rehearsing your music, also rehearse certain comeback lines. So I, I highly recommend getting several of those books you know those those comeback lines those because you never know when you're going to need one and just you just brush up on it. and even writing them out so that you you have some of those tag lines so if you need to nail a heckler with it you can nail a heckler with it yeah i mean look i was gigging with many many years and he he had a very different um, approach to dealing with hecklers than i did i would make friends with them manny what did you do Oh, I was an antagonist, of course. Um, it, was, it was quite interesting. There were certain situations where uh, I'd encourage them to even heckle harder and they couldn't comprehend or understand that. Yeah. So on stage, I would, there were a bunch of hecklers for whatever reason. That's the Australian way. And I think that that's the global way is that they want to intimidate and get, you know, musicians to get a result. And that's, I think, the larrikin spirit in Australians per se. So it was very interesting. So I used to basically 
say, hey guys, is that all you've got? Um, I would then turn around, well, actually prior to turning around, I'd say, well, you've got 20 seconds to come up with something a little bit more creative. I'd turn around and there'd be a sort of silence for a, a moment or two until someone broke the ice and then the, they'd be yelling and screaming and then I'd turn around and then I'd come up with something quite interesting to intimidate them. And then there would be an audience connection because, you know, you've engaged with them. So I'd yes. encourage the, I would encourage the hecklers to keep heckling because that's part of our culture and that's part of entertainment. Like, and it's part of what people love to do, yeah. engage yeah. with an entertainer and etc. So a performer. So that's yeah. my way of handling hecklers is encourage them. But that's a lot of people can't do that, obviously, and because well, it fits it, it fits your personality, man. So what's yeah. great is because you're you're also from my observation of being around you, especially uh, as a, as a footballer, is that you like the competition. Winning is very important to you. So in that situation, what your part of your essence is to go. Oh, is that all you got, you little wuss? Come on. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. You know, everybody's unique. Everybody's different. Some people are more introverted than others, and some people deal with it in, in a completely different yeah. manner and, and fashion. Some people on stage intimidate people yes. off stage that are, you know, you know, heckling. So we deal with it, as you say, in terms of our personality. So yeah, I'm, I'm right. agree. Yeah. Right, and then so, so like for someone who is not aggressive and and not. Um, challenging for them to come and try to do that that wouldn't work in fact it would antagonize the audience and then they got they would get buried and, and the only reason i know this is from having been heckled and finding out many times what doesn't work <laughs> and, i think experience and, and losing the crowd yeah i think we've so, both got wonderful experiences relational to what the result of a i suppose a heckling meltdown or malfunction would look like I'd, I'd love to hear some of your your stories as to what they you know at, like a heckler malfunction would look like well I'll, I'll give a quick story um uh I've, I've shared this once before with with nikki is a while back at the basement on the gold coast um i went to do a, a special um, guest appearance so they already had the mc they already had three open micers then they had the middle act and then they had the headliner and the, the MC and the headliner were good friends of mine. And I knew the guy doing the middle it wasn't a great friend, but it was in a, the MC uh, didn't really get control of the crowd the way an MC should. And there was one guy who was really drunk and he was with his mates and he was interrupting the MC and the MC didn't know how to really put him in his place. So then the open micers come up, and this guy is just razzing them and each one of them bombed. And then they took a break and they come out, the MC comes out again, still couldn't get control, brings the middle guy out. The guy's still heckling him. And now I have a decision to make. I didn't have to go on stage. It's either I go on stage or I don't go on stage, but I went, all right, I'll go on stage. But I was in one of those playful moods that I didn't care. I wasn't attached to my performance. I wasn't attached to doing good. I actually resolved the fact that I might bomb because everybody else did. I come on stage, and of course, he's right away. Here's the American accent. Oh, you bloody yank and everything else. And all that came out was I just looked at him, and I go, wow, sounds like you haven't had enough to drink. 
you're still effing standing. And he laughed, his mates laughed, the whole crowd laughed because they knew that was ridiculous because he's totally pissed drunk. And he goes, oh, you're funny. I go, yeah, and you're not. Oh, no. So just two, boom. After that, you know, he tried to go again. I go, dude, dude, you know, I've rehearsed this. I'm okay on my own. I appreciate the help. <laughs> yeah. And chill out. I got this. Yeah. Right? And then, he, then someone else went to heckle me. He told them to shut the F up. Right. Yeah. But he became, he became like a fan. I did my, he's the first one to jump. This guy's effing great. Come on. He's effing Now the MC comes up, introduces the headliner. He heckles the, head, the MC, and the headliner didn't follow with what I did. He was attached to trying to do good for his friends, yeah. and the guy heckled the whole time. I'm the only one that did all that night because yeah. I had... Because the, when, when people are heckling or trolling, they're not feeling heard. They're not feeling like anyone's um, listening to them. They don't have a voice. So they will engage with an, an artist on stage either by like threatening them if they don't play their favorite song or yelling at them for whatever. Yep. They need some attention. So it's, it's really a mental health issue. And I think the number one thing is you've just demonstrated, Vinny, is when someone's heckling you, it's not about you. No. And, and like have some strategies and resources so that if you yes. are heckled, you know you know what's going on. Like Vinny said, you've got some little catchphrases to use. You might not be able to do what Manny does. He's quite, you know, he, he sort of matches yeah. them with their intensity. But to understand that it's not about you um, and it's, it's, it's really um, a way just to say to them, I see you. I got you. I see you. You're okay, dude. Like you said, mm. it's okay. I've got this. You don't need to help me, but thank you. And I used yeah. to give them a job. And if they had a purpose and a job, they would feel like, okay, I'm a part of the show. Um, a yes. lot of younger artists really struggle with hecklers. And then you've got the hecklers online, which is kind of like a different approach where you don't yes. engage. You're just like, no, nah, that's okay. You do you. I'm, I'm not going to engage. But I think the biggest heckler we have, and this is one that you know very much about, is the heckler that we have in our own heads. So yep. How do you deal with that? In particular, before you're about to do a big show, like a big festival, how do you prepare yourself for that when you're inside the hecklers going, you're not good enough. You can't do this. What do you think you're doing going up and doing this gig? And we all have that voice, by the way. Oh, everybody has that voice. The whole, the whole key there is to, is to when you hear that negative thought and, and you, you, with the way to look at that is whatever's going on in your head, it, either your energy is going to go up or your energy is going to go down. Yeah. If your energy Going up, chances are what you're hearing is the positive, hey, I'm, I'm looking forward to this. Uh, when the energy goes down, it's usually, oh my God, what's going on here? And those thoughts can make or break your performance. So yeah. I've bombed the most is when I've gone on stage from feeling inadequate, the negative thinking, um, I'm wanting something from the audience, I'm wanting love, I'm wanting attention, I'm wanting laughter, right? When I've gone on stage not caring about how they respond to me, just to go out there to have fun for me, not for them, for me, the audience comes along for that ride. And yeah. if they don't, I don't care because it's not about them. It's about I'm going out there to have fun. And there's a thing that if the audience sees that you're enjoying yourself, 
they're mesmerized by that and they want to have fun. If they know they can knock you off or they know they, there's fear in you, it's like game, game over. Game over, yeah. No, that's what I, I look, I will look, listen to uh, up, either uplifting music before I go out on stage or I'll, uh, there's some people that I know, like when we've done uh, and Street Seafood and Wine Festival, just talking to you beforehand when you've been there and just like, okay, I'm going to go out there and, and some things you've said to me. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> but I'll tell the others, the first time I ever did Caxton Street Seafood and Wine Festival, because it's a big gig and I hadn't performed in a while and I didn't know, I didn't know the, the beast. I didn't know what to really expect. And I was handling it like a comedy gig. And you said, you can't, it's a different animal. And I'm like, was concerned I'm not going to be funny. And, and you just said, uh, first I said, I, I think I'm just bad. I'm like terrible. I, I'm not that good. And you go, that's the reason we hired you because you're such crap. You're going to make everybody else look good. But the way you said it was, was that typical larrikin Australian way. And I just burst out laughing. Yeah. And, and, and you said, they're there to get drunk and try to find you know, someone to have fun with that night. They don't care who's on stage, don't care what you say, and it took the pressure off. Yeah, because it's not and about that, you. It's not about no, you. No, as time went on, outrageous stuff was, that came out of my mouth. It was entertaining. It was fun. I had fun. They're not going to remember anything. They just wanted to hear the band and get drunk and you know, possibly pick up somebody. That was it. And mm -hmm. I did my job. Introduce people. The, the, the musicians loved what I did, how I brought them up. They had great gig. I had a good time. The audience had a good time. And that's the key here. I think, you know, Manny and I have been doing this for such a long time now. What we've really seen, the patterns in, you know, what's gone on in the last 30 years um, is that it, you just do your job to a high standard, a high level. And you, like mental health wise, you don't worry about it. It's not about you. You've got to have a strategy yeah. to deal with your emotional triggers so that when you go out, um, it's not about you. It's about the show. It's about being there for yeah. the audience and facilitating a great time for them. So, yep. all right. So we've got some lockdown lowdown questions to ask you, Vinny, in this time. Okay. So because we're all stuck at home. So um, Manny might be able to sort of um, tell you how bad my cooking's been because I don't normally cook very much. A lot of people are cooking um, because they're stuck at home. What's been the one dish that you've destroyed the most during lockdown? That's been the most disgusting. What's the one dish that's been the most disgusting? Uh, I, I can't say that I, I because my, my, my girlfriend's a phenomenal cook. So she, she's been doing cooking. All, all I'd say there's one, we, and we've been doing a lot of baking. So I, I've, I've learned a lot. Um, I'd say I'm, I'm more, I just make a mess. I don't mean to, but I go to pick something up and I spill it or I drop it. And, and she's like, what is it with you? You, you just. Right. <laughs> okay. So I was we, we haven't... Sorry, go ahead. No, so I, I just, um, I'm trying to think if there's anything that we did make a couple of cakes um, and we thought we were following, we did follow the recipe and, and, the, and the, the cake ended up being about like that thin and we thought we really messed up. But then later on, we're watching a TV program and they're showing this chef doing something and the layers were that thin. So, right. what, so it, it wasn't. Uh, screw up. 
Yeah. But Manny, what, tell me what have been the worst things you've had to eat in the last month and a, and a, and a half? Oh, God, I don't think there's anything bad. You it's know, not been um, great. I think, I think there's been a, a steady increase in the standard of, you know, you know your culinary talents. Um, oh, my God. I mean, I can't get any, I can't get any worse, I guess. <laughs> um, but, you yeah, know. <laughs> Food, food, and it's my favourite thing to eat, basically, food. Right, so, um, yeah, of course. Um, all right, so, Vinny, if you were a time traveller and you could go back to December 2019, what message would you give yourself then in light of all of this? Wow, what message would I give myself in December of 2019? <laughs> Uh, don't go to China. I, I don't. <laughs> don't and the most embarrassing there. lockdown, the most embarrassing lockdown moment, Vinny. Most embarrassing lockdown moment. G-rated, G-rated, please. Other than this one. <laughs> Other than this one. Uh, no, I just say not, not being able to get the haircut. It, it's just like, it, it's just... <laughs> You know, without without water and gel, it, it would just look like <laughs> look like a, 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 a chia pets. I get it. I get it. I get it. Grow a beard. <laughs> well, look, Vinny, thank you so much for you know spending your night time talking to us um, over in Connecticut. We really appreciate it. And look, anyone who is struggling with um, heckling or online trolling or that heckler inside of your head. Um, I'll post the links to Vinny's websites and his YouTube channel. Sure. Um, just so that, you know, he offers, um, I think, complimentary sessions on Zoom for anyone who wants to talk to him anyway. And it, look, it always helps as an artist to get a different yes. perspective about emotional triggering, triggering because the, the most, uh, I guess, vulnerable you can be is to put yourself out there on stage or put yourself out there online. Oh, absolutely. What, what I find, the, the key, if there's one thing, you know, people always say, what's the thing that you do? Um, there, there's, you know, people get stressed out, they get uptight. So there's the body work that I do. But what I find, whether it's the body work, whether it's the wellness coaching, even with the, the, the comedy or, or sometimes consultations. So I do free complimentary 30 minute sessions to see if there's a fit and what they want. But it's getting a person to go back to their natural state, which is ease. Yeah. So when the body gets calm, when the mind gets calm, it, it, it feeds one another. And from that space of ease and that space of calm, possibilities open up. Higher brain function comes on yeah. and, and, and your wisdom can come out and your genius can come out. When we're uptight and, and, and stressed out, higher brain function goes. We're in a you know, reptilian, you know, kill or build, be killed mode. and yeah it's then and and you don't function at your at your best so that's so the i guess the tip for music business um is you are going to deal with hecklers online or on stage so um tune in with what dr vinnie is talking about because it'll help you to be able to deal with anything that comes your way on stage or online and also what's going on in here to for you to be able to maximize what's going on with your music business Yes. Thank you so much, Vinny. Thank you, Manny. You're Thank very you. welcome. And we'll see you. Pleasure.